Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Tuesday, August the 23rd. All right, all right, let's get to it. Why? Why or why did Gruden kill the Raiders again? KD and Kyrie bore me. I know who they should be traded for, though. But first, who in the hell sabotaged my spots? Goodness. Woo! We got a good show this week, guys. So sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, y'all, welcome back to The Time Is Now. We in season four, people. Man, I'm loving it. Woo-hoo. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. You know what? I ain't going to keep y'all here long. We're going to be here for a short time, not a long time. You know what I mean? We're going to go ahead and get y'all in and out. Just a little bit of my takes on how I feel about things right now. Okay, you feel me? Okay, appreciate you. Now, listen. Where am I going to start today? I'm going to start where I started last week with the WNBA. Okay, people, listen. WNBA, the WNBA is popping this year, man. The, the, the numbers are through the roof. 300% higher than it was just a year ago. They are hitting record highs. We got people like UNESCO, some of the new blood, bringing the people from college over and being exciting. You got people hitting record-making three points in the game. I mean, you got you got record-shattering all over the place in these playoffs, man. These playoffs have been amazing so far. I mean, you got blowouts, but hey, it is what it is. The Aces are balling. The Aces are balling. The Aces are coming for that championship, people. They went ahead and swept. Who do they sweep? Who do they sweep? The Aces swept. Who do they sweep, man? I forgot who they swept. The Mercury. The Aces swept the Mercury. Got them out of there. 2-0. Done. At least it was the best of three. The whole thing is different this year. I told y'all last week the whole setup is different, but it's better because you can't just go in and be one and done. Because think about it. If it was one and done, the Liberty would have upset the champions. But if you really think about it, there would have been a bye. So they wouldn't even have played. But I digress. As we, as we see it right now, as we see it right now, I had, I had the whole thing broken down. They have the brackets, right? So the first round is best of three. You had Vegas versus Phoenix, right? And Vegas swept Phoenix. 2-0. Done. They moved on to the next round of semifinals, which starts Sunday. As Seattle, the Storm, Multiple championships for that city as well. Vegas has one. I believe Seattle has like four or three. Sue Bird in her last year over there doing her thing. Doing her thing. I love it. Get the steal. Layup to clinch the game to sweep the Washington Mystics. Deladon and herself out of here 2-0. Now on Sunday versus Vegas. In Vegas. 4 p.m. Eastern. 1 o'clock Pacific time, they playing in the semifinals. Best of five. So the first team to win three, not two, three moves on. All right, going on to the other bracket. Chicago, the defending champs, Candace Parker and them people, tied 1-1. Game is tonight. When? Tonight. 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. I'm watching that game. You got Candace Parker versus Sabrina Unescu. That is the Kobe Disciple, the last Kobe Disciple. I'm going for who? I'll flip a coin. I love Candace Parker, but she left me high and dry. But everybody's doing that to my Sparks these days. <laughs> I'll get on the Sparks in a little bit. Um, no, damn it, I'm going to do it now. I did the same thing last week. I'm glad. I'm happy for Candace Parker. Good job. First year gone, went back home and won a championship. Man, it sounded like something LeBron would do. It was amazing. Um, and as soon as she leaves, our team goes to crap. And not only that, I believe, um, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Ch- Ch- Chelsea, what's her name? Chelsea, well, I can't remember. I, can't, I was about to say Chelsea Handler, whatever. 
She's a point guard over there in Las Vegas, doing her thing. Doing her thing over there, too, in line to beat it, win a championship. Number one seed, the, our point guard went over there, and our power forward center went to Chicago. They're the top two teams in the league. Hmm. We got Liz Cambage. When she was with Vegas, they were the number two seed. Now they got better, and then she put on my sparks because of differences and whatever the drama was between her and, and the Gumake sisters because of what allegedly Liz said to the Nigerian team. Y'all forget she black too, but I mean, people have differences. My point, I'm not taking a side. My thing is this. The culture was just all jacked up. They, they fired their head coach middle of the season. And then you bring Liz in here. She has very bad work ethic, very bad posture. They couldn't get her the ball down low. They couldn't get her in the right spots. And then no one can shoot three. You're the worst shooting three-point shooting team in the league. So you have a big who they can crowd the paint on because you guys can't shoot. They, oh, then they get rid of their most popular player in Taya Cooper right before the season. So they extend her and a week later fire her, like release her. Like, and then Liz gets a divorce from the team. Like, it, it's like, like, I know this is Hollywood, but damn it, people. Come on, somebody. Dang. So just a lot of drama, man. A lot of drama in the LBC. Trying to holler last dude. They go double G. That's what's going on over here in the West Coast. But back to the playoffs. Teams that actually matter. Um, tomorrow night, Wednesday, um, at 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, you have the C- Connecticut Sun versus the Dallas Wings. That should be a good one. But I don't think people are going to really watch that one too much. The game we got to watch tonight. Candace Parker, Sabrina Ionescu. Let's see who takes it all. Winner takes it all in New York, which is weird. They're the 7C, but they get the clinching game on their home floor. They might need to change that, but I know why they did it for flight. You know, they're trying to cut costs on flight, but it's almost a disadvantage because now the, they lose home court advantage right away. I don't know. They, they have to figure it out because if you can't go ahead and be the top seed and then make sure you, know you don't have home court advantage after losing one game, and then the other team has a, home, a huge disadvantage because they have two, the first two games on the road, and they all got the other team. Got, well, you know what? It actually, it does make sense. Now, the more I think about it, it does. It's similar to a game seven series. And if you win other teams home court, then you lose, you lose home court advantage. So, yeah, okay. I guess it works. Anyways, moving right along. Hope y'all watch those games. Those games are going to be great. Great, great, great. To the NFL. Let's start with my Raiders. I told y'all before, Kenyon Drake is gone. And he was, you know, our best receiver out of the backfield. They got Abdullah for cheaper. And he's like, he's going to be, he, he might do better. Josh Jacobs is going to get less touches this year, which is fine. Um, do a lot of um, play uh, play action. You know, um, using around the goal line. He should just be getting goal line touches. If you're playing fantasy, he'd be lucky to get 10 points a game. He's going to average anywhere between 8 to 10. So that's what he's going to get you because he's not going to get a lot of yards. He might get some goal line touchdowns, and that's it. He's not going to get a lot of receptions. Nope. They got they got Waller, Renfro. Uh, I believe they still have Washington. Of course, the, you know, they got the new boy, Devontae Adams. So, um, yeah, man, Jacobs ain't going to get nothing. Kenyon Drake's um, allegedly going to be gone. They're trying to trade him, but he's either going to be traded or released. So, um, yeah, man, that's it for them. So the Raiders, we talked about them a bunch last week. Only thing I'm going to talk about them this week is this, man. Reports came out that the deal was brokered for Tom, one Tom Brady to join the Raiders. And I actually did mention it. I think I was the lone Ranger. I said, I, I, I hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. That's literally the only team in professional sports I hate. I don't even hate the Celtics. I strongly dislike them. I don't hate them. I hate the Patriots because they were cheaters. And that tuck rule took years off my life. And Tom Brady reaped the benefits of it. Tom Brady doesn't become Tom Brady without the Raiders and the tuck rule. I stand on that. So I just felt it was be sweet serendipity for him to join my Las Vegas Raiders at the time they were moving from Oakland. I said, but if we could get him, get him. I don't understand. Why, why would we not get him? And everybody's like, well, Derek Carr is ascending. And Derek Carr, I said, man, Derek Carr ain't did a damn thing. Oh, and everybody has an excuse for him. You heard my boy last week. Everybody got an excuse for Derek Carr. We know he got put up a shut up this year. We could have had, we could have had Tom freaking Brady with uh with Gronk. So maybe the best quarterback of all times and arguably top three at worst, greatest tight end of all time. 
and we and then but Gruden last minute says no I'm glad he's gone I am glad he is gone ridiculous that is ridiculous at that time I think we, um, do we have we had Max Crosby we had Jonathan Abrams we had a good team we had a good team man Jacobs was still young I think we who, did we still have um who did we have do we still have um uh 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 I can't remember his name anymore Amari Cooper I don't remember who, who we had on the team back then but damn it I was so pissed when I found that out I was like the fact that we had a chance to get him imagine having Waller with Gronk at the same time I just want to shoot somebody in the face I, I just we we have Foster Monroe too I mean <sighs> so anyways <clears throat> but this is the thing do you really think we want to win the Super Bowl that's the question I have for anyone leave a message and leave a comment on, on the on, on the page if you, if you have Spotify that's the question we're going to have write it down what the Raiders, I won't even say would have won. You think they would, because Tom Brady won that first year. Would Tom Brady have won if he was with the Raiders? I want, I'm going to put a poll up. If you have Spotify, go in there and look. I'm going to put a poll up. You tell me if Tom Brady and Gronk would have came to the, to, the, to the Raiders back in 2020, would they have won? at all would they even have a chance if they wouldn't even have a chance if you say there's a, a high probability then go ahead and click on that yes damn it my goodness god digital only my raiders only my raiders doing raider ish Ugh. man i'm just thinking and, and and the fact that i wasn't even willing to accept him but that's how much i don't like Derek carr all of a sudden now that russell wilson's in afc west he's He's obviously, and of course, the young uh, Justin Herbert has ascended. But we 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 believe that he will ascend. Just natural progression. His talent shows that he's better than Derek Carr. So if you have the worst quarterback in the division projectedly, and you probably have the second to worst defense, what chance do you really have? At best, you're going to make a wild card. You got to hope the other teams and other divisions do poorly. You have to hope Miami doesn't do well. You have to hope that Baltimore and Cleveland don't do well. You have to hope that, well, there's not much in the AFC South. I mean, it's just really just, well, no, it's Tennessee. And you got to hope that Houston doesn't do well or whomever else. That's the crazy part about it, man. But we'll see. We have to wait and see. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFC. The NFC and things a lot of people aren't talking about. NFC is not that strong. We know that. I think I brought up, I, I've been watching Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. I feel like this team, what, I, I, hey, I, can, I can't knock it. They are aspiring, but they're going to suck again. <laughs> I've been watching Hard Knocks. They're just not good. When, and, and the thing is, the coaching staff, when you listen to the things they say, when you listen to the head coach, he's too honest. He knows they suck. We just got to go out there and give it our best. We just, and everybody's so damn emotional. Because y'all know y'all suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all got that y'all top draft pick, number two overall or whatever it is. He going to be good. That don't mean nothing. Y'all had Calvin Johnson. Y'all had Barry Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Y- y'all y'all had some beasts down there. And you still never turn around. You'll, you'll, you'll have one or two good players on your team at all times. But this is the ultimate team sport. This ain't basketball. You can't have one or two good players and say, I got a chance to contend. It don't work that way. You got to cover everything. Your defense still sucks overall. Your offense is still subpar. And I think Jared Goff is solid. But damn it. <laughs> so A-Ron's going to just going to coast, right? And then the NFC East is the NFC East. Nobody there is going to contend. Maybe Philly will put up some good things. Dallas, I doubt it. Well, they're one injury away from losing the whole season. Sorry, Cowboy fans. Uh, NFC West is going to be pretty good. I, th- I think the Niners and the Carters are going to give us a good show this year. But, and the Rams are going to be the Rams. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait. The NFC West, don't sleep on them. going to still have competitive games. But we need to really start paying attention to the NFC South, where Tom Brady lays his head. 
this may be his last year. They might carry him out on a stretcher. I'm telling you what I know. The Saints have always had their number. The one thing I give that's going to change how I feel about this is the fact that we had never seen them in many years without Sean Payton. That changes everything to me. But you have a Jameis Winston who is energized and, and, and is better than y'all think. And you have Michael Thomas coming back. Now, this is the thing. Why was he gone all this time? There's some rogue injuries. All of a sudden, he can't. I remember when, when we had a lot of social injustice and one Drew Brees was on the wrong side of history. Let's just say that. He had to do a lot of apologizing. His true colors came out. True colors came out. And uh, Mike Thomas wasn't feeling that. And all of a sudden, he couldn't play. You ever notice when you play on a bad team, you injuries seem to pop up. Oh, I'm hurt. Like, just go look at the New York Jets. You're going to be hurt on a bad team. New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, you're going to be hurt. You're like, why am I going to waste these? If this money's guaranteed, I'm going to sit home until I'm 100%. In football, you ain't never 100%. You, you 100% in training camp. You ain't never 100%. So... Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562 PDA 7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562 732 7888. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, you already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. Fast man on earth. Usain Bolt turns 36 this week, and Brody Jenner turns 39. Seth Curry, that's Steph Curry's little brother. Seth Curry turns 32 this week, and save the cheerleader, save the world. From heroes, Hayden Penetere turns 33. Khalees turns 43 this week, and Yusuf Nurkic turns 28. Loretta Devine with her fine self turns 73 this week, and Dope Boy, funny man, Dope Boy, turns 39. P.J. Washington turns 24 this week, and Mike Evans turns 29. James Corden turns 44 this week, and Karis LeVert turns 28. Jimmy and Jake Uso, the Uso brothers, turns 37 this week, and Ty Pharrell, the Modern Family, turns 55. James Harden, the beard, turns 33 this week, and Lamelo Dip, Lamelo Ball, turns 21. Adam Thielen turns 32 this week, and Kevin Herter turns 24. Biddy Man and them girls, Dan Sugar, Sim Sima. Biddy Man turns 49 this week, and Lil Yachty turns 25. Uncle Jeff, Jeff Green turns 36 this week, and from Hawaii 5 Owen Entourage, Scott Kahn, that's James Kahn's boy, turns 46 this week. Vincent Kennedy McMahon turns 77 this week, and Lynn Sandy, Jeremy Lynn turns 34. I dream of Jeannie, Barbara Eden turns 91 this week, and Dave Chappelle turns 49. Reggie Miller turns 57 this week, and director Tim Burton turns 64. His achy, breaky heart, Billy Ray Cyrus is turning 61 this week. Arian Foster turns 36. From Keenan and Kale, Kale Mitchell turns 44 this week, and Gene Simmons turns 73. Rachel Ray turns 54 this week, and from Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul turns 43. The great Kali turns 50 this week, and Pee Herman himself, Paul Rubin, turns 70. From Grey's Anatomy, Chandra Wilson turns 53 this week, and Mason Bethel turns 47. Mario turns 36. Tom Ford turns 61 this week. Week. The famous dog trainer Cesar Milian turns 53 this week, and Savannah James, that's LeBron James' wife, she turns 36. Jack Black turns 53 this week, and from Family Reunion, Talia Jackson turns 21. Tonight Twain turns 57 this week, and Cheryl Porter turns 50. Jason Priestley turns 53 this week, and finally, Leanne Ron turns 40. We have some honorable mentions. Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain passed away 1999, would have been 86 this week. Kenny Rogers passed away 2020, would have been 84 this week. And the Rock's daddy, Rocky Johnson, passed away also in 2020, would have been 78 this week. River Phoenix passed away 
1993 would have been 52 this week. Regis Philbin, who also passed away in 2020, would have been 91 this week. Man, Sean Connery, Sean Connery, the best 007, who also passed away 2020, would have been 92 this week. I got one more from 2020. Kobe, Bean, Bryant, who tragically died in that helicopter crash in 2020, would have been 44 this week. And finally, my baby brother, Elgin Olu Stafford, who passed away in 2012, would have been 34 this week. But that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. I think Michael Thomas is going to be energized to come back here and play it in like two years, two seasons. He'll be back. And when he comes back, remember when he left, he was top two receiver in the league. Okay. I feel like they might do some damages. They might might pull off 12 wins. We got to just see how they recover. We got to see how they play without Sean Payton. I'm just looking at the roster. He's got some dogs on him, man. Alvin Kamara is rested. Telling you, hopefully Ted Cooper ain't took his head out the game. I don't know if they're still together or not. But it seems like when players have Ted Cooper. Well, I, I can't say that. Well, no, that's no, still true. Because when Dwight Howard's with Ted Cooper, they didn't get a chance to see each other. Even though in the bubble, they did because they played in the bubble. Maybe he got some bubble booty. They did get married. They did win a championship. I don't know. But it seemed like when Amar, uh, Alvin Kamara was with her, he was very distracted. Football's a different game. Anywho, I feel like the Saints can win that division. I feel like the Saints can create a lot of damage. I think that would be the, the team to look out for. And the NFC with the same thing. They might end Brady's career earlier than expected. <sighs> we got to wait and see. Fantasy. Hopefully, y'all got your drafts ready, paid y'all money. I got two leagues where people still ain't paid, man. I'm, I can't wait to boot y'all out. I can't. $50 pay in. I'm going I'm to put that. I hope I can put another question in there. Y'all let me know if you have a league where the buying is $50 and people are struggling to pay it. Did you just cancel the whole league? What do you do? You let me know. $50 ain't nothing. That's not even a tank of gas these days. I just put $50 in my bins and it did nothing. Nothing. It didn't even go halfway. Dang it. I put $50 in the Camry. Don't fill up the Camry either, man. $65 to fill up the Camry. That's getting $5 a gallon at Arco. I still put premium in the Camry, even though it's a four-banger. That's what I do. I'm just saying, man. Oh, my God. Y'all can't pay $50? That's not even gross. That's not, I'm trying to think of what $50 equates to. That's not even a date. You go on a date, it's going to cost you 60 bucks. Unless you Taco Tuesday or something. I go Taco Tuesday and spend, like, getting drinks and everything, spend, like, $16, 18 bucks. Okay. I'm saying, man, y'all got y'all to gotta chill. Y'all better go ahead and pay y'all dues. And let's get this draft cracking. Uh, if you join my, let me know if y'all want to join my league in the future. We be popping. I'm trying to get it to 14 and get $200 buy-in. This $50 is a joke. I think that's part of the problem. Got to, got to start recruiting people who got some money. Want to, really want to win. $200 will get you really amped up and ready to go. Shoot, I gotta call my uncle Louie right now. I'm like, hey, bro, what you going on? I'm gonna kick you off my league, player. Anyways, to the NBA. In the NBA right now. We all know what the compelling stories are. Oh, what's LeBron? He signed an extension. Oh, the Lakers going to be able to be decent with Westbrook. Are they going to trade Westbrook? Does he come off the bench? What is KD going to do? What are they going to do with Kyrie? He's going to get another extension. He's going to get traded. Like, who cares at this point? They've been dragging this shit out for too long. I'm sorry for my French. I apologize. I've just got a lot on my mind. The real story is... What are they going to do down the bayou? What's happening in New Orleans, man? Zion's coming back. Y'all thought about that? What about the players coming back this year? Right? Jamal's coming back over there. Jamal Murray over there in uh, Denver. Yoki, the two-time reigning MVP. You got Michael Porter Jr. coming back and Jamal. What are they going to do? 
Now Kawhi Leonard coming back from the Clippers. What's going to happen there? Are people, a lot of people saying they, that's, a, that's the one team that could upset the Warriors in the West. I beg to differ. I feel like the Clippers going to clip. I'm going to bring some Clipper fans in here. I feel like no matter what, 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 what does Stephen A say? What can go wrong will go wrong. There's a black cat running around that stadium. Can't wait till they move. It's going to be a nice day over there. They, they, this is the thing. <laughs> Clippers going to clip. The Clippers owner, Balmer, tired of being in the Lakers' shadow over there in Staples Center now, crypto. What that crypto, crypto? Tired of being in their shadow. So he says, ha ha. I'm going to move into one place we will never be in their shadow again. Inglewood. <laughs> and he was having a hard time developing it. Because um, Dolan, over in New York, the, the Knicks owner, owned the Great Western Farm. And he didn't want any competitive, because they didn't want to play in the Farm. They wanted to build their own stadium. But because the Farm is so historic, they didn't tear it down. They still going to build another uh, stadium right there by SoFi. So you have SoFi, there's other new stadium there, and then you still going to have the Forum there for like events. Which doesn't make sense, because now that takes money away from having them in your event. So you just get you just over just burning money. <laughs> That's all you get what I'm saying. And you're going back to where you, you end up buying the Lakers old arena. And you're playing in the Lakers old stomping grounds. That whole community are diehard Laker fans. So why are you moving your team? <laughs> yeah, why not just go back to Seattle? But you know what? They are gonna create another expansion team. So they're not trying to move teams from where they are now. They're gonna get two new teams in the league. That will happen in the next three to five years. They, that will happen. That's why they're building up all these different leagues in, in Africa and, and Euro leagues. They're going to bring a lot of European players here. And I feel like the WNBA needs to do the same thing. They need to expand from 12. They need to go into other markets where there's nothing, where there's non-football towns. Wherever there's no football, wherever there's a lot of basketball, go there. And they will embrace the team. Any of those college cities where all they got is college football maybe, but they don't have any professional football teams or baseball teams, put a WNBA team there. Market it well. Get more teams, get all these Euro players, get their fanfare, get the social media, everything. But I digress. Back to the NBA. Those are the compelling stories. The trades that just happened. Well, DeJounte Murray going over in Atlanta, how's that going to work out with Collins and everything? I heard there was a rumor that the, the Memphis Grizzlies did, didn't want to change uh, Triple J for KD. What? What? Baines and Triple J and a bunch of freaking picks. You got all the other teams. You still got Ja? You still got Ja? For KD. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Isn't Steven Adams there? Isn't Steven Adams friends with K? Okay. Yeah. People just stupid. That's all I'm going to say about that. People just stupid. I want KD and Kyrie to stay there. Uh, I wish KD would have stayed uh, and, and going to stay, but it gave everyone else a chance to win a championship, so I like that. But I want him to stay there because I feel like they have a, actually have a, a valid chance to win at all. It, it'll, it'll be only better if they actually had a competent coach. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That's the wrong one. There it is. Yeah, I think they actually, if they had a competent coach, they actually would do a lot better, but they don't. Um... So, yeah, that's as far as they're going to go. I think they're going to put up a good fight. Um, I think if, if, like I said before, if KD goes anywhere, the best package is in Boston. Boston made enough moves, but the person they have to move, I, I said this to the group, I'm going to say it again. got to move Jason Tatum. You move Jason Tatum, a bench player, and a number one and number two pick, and it's a done deal. That's the best player by far that you're going to get from Kevin Durant. Not Jalen Brown, no. Jalen Brown, first of all, is consistent. And if Jalen Brown is one-on-one matchup, he's going to win most of the time. Tatum wants to put, now he has an excuse about his wrist was broke. Listen, he did great when Middleton went down in the Buck Series game six. It was a, he out-dueled Giannis Antetokounmpo. No shade to him. The fact of the matter is, if you're the marquee player in the trade for Kevin Durant, who's probably one of the top players of this generation, number two easily, maybe three at worst, because you still have LeBron and Steph, but he's up there. One of the best players of all time, one of the best scorers of all time. If you're part of that trade package, you got to look at that as a badge of honor. I'm sorry, because you're not on their levels. You're a good player, but you're not generational talent. 
KD is, Steph is, LeBron is, Giannis is, Jason Tatum, you you will never be. You're a good player, really good player. You're an all-star, maybe even perennial. But that's it. That's it. So if you're part of that trade package, Boston, you got to do it. You got to do it now. You would never have this chance again. Because if you don't pull off this package, you're not going to beat. You have a chance, but I don't think you're going to beat Milwaukee fully healthy. I don't think you're going to beat if the Nets stay together. You're not going to beat the Nets either. Shit, you might not even beat the Heat. But anyways, that's it this week, guys. Kept it short and sweet like I said I was going to do. Look back. Come back to us next week, man. Love having you guys with me. Thank y'all for being so loyal. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. We do not own the rights to this music. They say the goodness in life belongs to those who believe. So, I believe. Yes. I start to think, and then I sink into the paper. Like I was ink when I'm right, and I'm trapped in between the lines. I escape when I finish the rhyme. And yo, I start to think, and then I sink into the paper. Like I was ink when I'm right, and I'm trapped in between the lines. I escape when I finish. My pop said he was in love when he made me. Thought about it for a second, wasn't hard to see. I could hear he was sincere, was a game of promotion. The entire affair is probably charged with emotion. When love call your heart, I guess you got the pursuit. 12, 11, 7, 3, my life is testament. Praise the beneficent. Element that breath, devoid in the form to make love manifest. I spent my early years in Roosevelt projects. It was a bright valley with some dark prospects. In 83, Vandy C was the host with the most. I listened to the rap attack and held the radio close. I listened to the rap attack and held the radio close. This was far before the days of high glamour and post. Hey yo, power from the street light made the place dark. I know a few understand what I'm talking about. It was love for the thing that made me wanna stay out. It was love for the thing that made me stay in the house. Spending time writing rhymes, trying to find words to describe the vibe. This inside the space where you close your eyes and screw your face. Is this the pain of too much tenderness to make me nod my head in reverence? Should I visit this place in remembrance of build landmarks here as evidence? Nighttime spirit shook my temperament to write rhymes that portray this sentiment. We live the now for the promise of the infinite. We live the now for the promise of the infinite. And we believe in the promise. Love, 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 love. yes, yes, y'all. Sure. And we don't stop because I start to think and then I sink into the paper. Like I was ink when I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the lines. I escape when I finish the rhyme. I got love, L O V E and I B. Love, L O V E to M C. Get love, L O V E and I B. Love, L O V E I M C. Get love, L O V E and I B. Love, L O V E to M C. Get love, L O V E and I B. The M O S D E F N N E. Check it out, y'all. My folks said they was in love when they made me I take the love they made me with to make rhymes and beats Can you feel? The raw deal is all real different right. Contemplate the essence of beats, rhymes and living Speech aligned with the river right. Designed with the river Is an eyes keeping good time with the river I shine with the river The black star galactica's your big number fleeting We ancient like the abacus After us I see must proceed to be trees Sprouting leaves giving breeze to the we who believe I am seen Which mean I must cultivate the earth Straight back, straight backs Hard beats and hard work I beat the funky drummer that's open a hard earth Amen Pray Allah keep my soul and heart clean Amen Pray the same thing again for all my team the Restoration full green And on out the queen Uptown To boogie down Yo, just look around Shook up the world Like in 6-3 right. I'm reaching a height that you said could not be I'm bringing a light what you said we can't see Saw the new day coming It looked just like me Sun burst through the clouds My photo ID I bring light to your day And raise your degree The universal magnetic You must respect it From end to beginning Bright shoot and leather Ever changing but sustaining magnificent Building it now for the promise of the infinite
building it now for the promise of the infinite Because I saw the thing and then I sink into the paper Like I was eight when I'm writing I'm trapped in between the lines I escape when I finish the rhyme I got love L-O-V-E and I be love L-O-V-E to MC get love L-O-V-E and I be love L-O-V-E to MC get love L-O-V-E and I be love you're outspoken about mental health in your new book, and you've been very open about your own experiences with mental health. Uh, Shook one, anxiety playing tricks on me. Yeah, My second book, another yeah. national best. Book number two! Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that, about your take on mental health and in the black community. We have to have yeah, this whole you, new conversation. Do you about go to therapy? Because I feel like some black folks yeah. are looking at it like, well, that's what church is for, you right. know? Like, I, I need it all. I need therapy. I need God. I mm -hmm. need, you know, uh, counselors. I need, you know, good friends, a good village. I do it all. So how did you take that first step to go to therapy? Did well, you have to get pushed into it? Not really. I was, like, I was okay. flirting with the idea a lot, you know what I'm saying, talking to people who I know. Um, what stage of your life was this that you were like, I need to? This is to like uh, last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Like last year. But I had been flirting with it for the past few years, just listening to people who told me that they went, why they went. And then, you know, uh, last year, my wife was just like, yo, just go. Like, go go experience it <laughs> was your wife for yourself. Going? No. She, well, we, we've, been to, we've been to couple counseling, like, once before, mm -hmm. but, you know, never sitting down with a therapist individually. And, you know, I've been going for, like, the past year and some change, and it's absolutely changed my life. It's just like going to the gym, you know what I mean? I always say that it's like, you know, if you got a closet and your closet is, like, mad junky, and you know how, like, you go in your closet and, you know, you start... You got to Marie Kondo that. Yeah, you start organizing stuff, you start packing up stuff that you don't need, and you give that away, and you make room for the stuff that you want to keep and make room yeah, for new stuff. Like, I feel That's like... what therapy is. Okay, I agree. I, I mean, I'm saying I agree. I've never been to Marie therapy. is uh -huh. anti-therapy. Uh, Why? I just, I'm not anti it. I just, I don't want people in my business, yeah. you know? Why? And I feel like I'm somebody that you would share all your judge. business on social media? I would, no, I don't. She, that, oh. she actually I does. Okay. Don't. She's really, yeah. I just don't. I feel like I'm looking at the therapist and I'm judging them judging me. And like, if they got the, if they, my friend went to a therapist that had on Tom's and she was like, I can't trust you if you wear Tom's <laughs> to hear about my problems. Why? What she was like stepping on the heels of the Tom. I don't know. You got a I black therapist, white, white yeah. therapist? I have a white care? woman therapist. Yes, I do Ooh. care. I actually wanted a, um, I actually wanted an Asian therapist, and the reason I wanted right. an Asian therapist because I wanted somebody who was gonna be like completely biased. Like I didn't want them to have no prejudgments about mm -hmm. me. I didn't want to have no prejudgments about them because a lot of the issues that I have are because of white people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you wanted somebody who's not even in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I ended up uh, sitting down with this 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 white woman, and like she's dope. But I feel like I want to be pushed a little bit more, and talk to you one think of you us. Need a black woman. Yeah, but we're we're very hard to find. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. think finding a, a a black woman therapist is hard, then try to find an Asian woman therapist. That's why I couldn't get one. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there I feel like it's Asian woman therapists. I'm sure they are, but they're hard, very hard to find. What do very you, hard to find. What do you think causes the hesitance in black people in going to therapy? Because this is something that I've seen like where I grew up. A lot of people. Do you like, go to therapy? Uh, I go out in LA, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I go. Look uh, at y'all. Good job. There's a lot of people who don't want to go. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good job. Uh, what do you think causes that when people are like, I, I don't want to do it? You know what I mean? Because I know growing up, my mom yeah. was just like, I had a wonderful mother, but she was like, no, it's a Christian household. This is what you need. But for me, I was like, I need a little bit more. Where mm. do you think that comes from? I think um, a lot of times we think we're doing each other favors by keeping secrets. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of our, like, I found that my father started going to therapy. My father was going to therapy for like, the past 20-something years. My father gets a check Papa every month from Charlemagne? But I didn't know that until Thanksgiving of this past year when he yep. told me that he was going to therapy two and three times a week and he was on 10 to 12 different medications throughout his life and that he was getting a check, period. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that at all. Wow. But if he would have told me that 15, 20 years ago, then I would have known that there was other, you know, there was a resource available for me to, to deal with the things that I, I was dealing with. I think that a lot of times we just don't tell each other. So we don't give each other the tools, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to give, give, give your people the information, like what you holding on to it for. Like you feel ashamed because you're going to therapy, but for what? Why would you ever feel ashamed I'm for getting ashamed. help? I'm not ashamed, I'm just not going. <laughs> but I you, keep it all bottled But you're going to get time. help. You're making yourself a better person. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Plus I truly believe that your thoughts become things, mm. but everything is mental. Everything starts with a thought. So if you don't have this right, uh -huh. nothing else will be right. Okay, well make I will noise, look. Hey, make some noise if you want Marie to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm going to send my sister therapy. You should go if you need it. Huh? If you need it, you should go.
I don't uh, think that if I. If you need it, you should go. Don't let nobody force you no, into it. No, I don't think that I need it, but you know, like. How I, old are you? <laughs> you? Don't mind me asking. 27. Oh, yeah, you will. Don't worry. <laughs> Every week, I come up with something to talk about. It's usually whatever's pressing on my mind. The crazy part is I'm always having like several things. And it depends on which day you catch me and what I'm going to say. But I only, you know, sometimes I record like three of these in a day because I got so much to talk about, right? And I just divvy them up and put them on different shows. But in this week, <laughs> I just got so many things swirling around in my mind. Like... I think of my brother often. I remember when I was young and impressionable and we just moved from Compton to Carson. And um, I had a, my, you know, my older sister and she had, always makes friends and leaves me alone and doesn't want me around. So I'm like, mommy, mommy, I want a little brother. Mommy, mommy, I want a little brother. Two years later, here he comes. And I'm so happy. And I'm so thankful. And I want to play with them, but they say, you're too small. You can't. You just got to watch. My sister gets to change him. I just get to watch. I don't want to change him anyway. I just take out his dirty diapers. And I, I didn't want to do that either. My grandma would come, and then I remember the time he peed in her face. <laughs> and she cried. He was just a baby. She was changing. He peed right in her face, man. You know, he got a little, he got a little older. My mom was just spoiled when I was her baby. He, he, he ate junk food. He was getting all chubby by the time he was three, four years old. He was a chubby baby. He was cute, big old cheeks. And me and my sister, we were skinny. So people used to make jokes. Oh, he must be eating all y'all food. <laughs> but I didn't stop them. I thought it was funny. I would laugh along. And then as we grew up, we noticed our differences. And I was kind of more rough and overly macho or whatever and he was more sensitive he wasn't into that stuff my dad was the same kind of way so he kind of just did, you know shifted away from us and just preferred the company of my sister and my mother and um because of those differences i held that against him i used to call him names and stuff like that because he was different not realizing the kind of things i was instilling and ingraining in his head time going by and I remember he was heavy then he saw Oprah and he he started the Slim Kids right so he was heavy for like what first 12 13 14 years of his life then he switched did the Slim Kids and they should know he completely completely changed his whole body started working out eating better from that point forward very inspirational to do that at a young age and um, joined all types of organizations um, Excel became very popular um, he did not allow his skin color to limit him. He, he made friends with everybody. There's Filipinos, um, the Caucasians, of course, African-American, Hispanic, didn't matter. Everybody loved Elgin. Um, went off to college, graduated from UC Berkeley. You know, but he has some, he has some things, demons that I did not quite know about. I noticed some little behavioral changes but nobody quite knew what to expect next. Doesn't go a day where I don't think of them some shape, form, or fashion and just wonder what would have been. It doesn't go a day where I'm like trying to find reasons why or how things could be changed. I wonder if he got a chance to meet his niece, but he, he met his eldest niece. Um, so many of them didn't get a chance to meet him. Hmm. It's been 10 years. My daughter will be nine this year. She was literally born the next year. What is it? We've all been there. I was listening to an interview with Joey Badass the other day when he says that actually people think that people who take their own lives, that it's weak and that it's cowardly. And he illustrated that. He vocalized that it's the bravest thing you can do. He wasn't trying to glorify it. The context was he said, how, you know, he said, I tried. I couldn't do it. 
I, I didn't have the like, like, you know what kind of what's got to be in you to be to do that? Something that's so final that could be so scary, not afraid to what's on the other side waiting for you. He says the bravest thing you can do. And I have mixed feelings. I mean, how far gone do you have to be? How how disconnected from your psyche do you have to be to make such a final decision? Lacking all hope when hope is completely gone. Can you imagine? I was watching an episode of um, it's a show on Netflix called The Sandman. And I don't want to do a spoiler. It's not going to ruin the show. But there's an a, a, a episode where the Sam has to travel down to hell. And he has to um, face the devil because one of the um, demons is stolen something precious to him. And they have to do a battle. And they were comparing different things and what beats this. And they were just acting it all out. Oh, well, this beats a serpent and this beats a wolf and this beats a so forth and so on. Or this beats the globe. This beats the galaxy. It was like crazy stuff. And then when he was like down and out, I forgot what the devil chose that had Sandman down and out. He chose hope, saying there's nothing that can defeat hope. And he couldn't find, the devil couldn't figure out what can defeat hope. So Sandman actually began, Sandman actually ended up beating the devil on its own turf. It was like riveting. But the point, when I thought of that, I was like, wow. But for someone to take that final step that final stroll that final moment in life and just say I think you all be better off without me I think all the pain will go away I know I'm doing what's right whatever that person has definitely lost all hope for any redemption lost all hope for a better tomorrow how else can you explain it these are the things that rack my brain. My daughter's my anchor. I have hope that things can change. I've had those thoughts, people. I had those thoughts when my brother was just an infant. I had those thoughts for a long time. I know it's hereditary. Mental health is real. But I can't. I can't give up. I can't stop this marathon called life. See, this is the thing. There's people everywhere who will die, who will kill to have another day just one more day one more day dying of different diseases I couldn't just give mine away see what I've learned that your life is shared amongst all those who love you it is not your right to take it when you do that you take a piece of all of their hearts and you take it with you never to be replaced again I couldn't do that to my kid I couldn't do it to my sisters and my mom I just couldn't as much as sometimes I want to I just can't it's not mine it's shared my time on this work on this earth this terra firma is shared amongst those who love me I'm here to help my father father-in-law my sister my mother whatever they need from me not just my clients, but people in general. My time is shared. If I give you 20 minutes on the phone, I'm giving you 20 minutes of my life. It's shared. That's what that is. And I wish I had the time to hold him and tell him that. You gotta watch the signs, people. You gotta really pay attention. Do they say always check on your strong friends? You do. Take a moment out of your day just to text somebody. You know, every day, call a different person that's close to you. If you have 15 close people in your life, call two a day. Just to check on them and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. You all right? I love you. Talk to you soon. Just do that. Give them two minutes. Two minutes a person. Two people a day, two minutes. Call them. Check on them. And other people, just text them on regular, regularly. Just, hey, how you doing? Just, just checking on you. It goes a long way. You don't know what life you could potentially save. That person who thought no one could see them, they don't feel alone anymore. That person who felt like the world would be better without them, without them in it, you say, no, without, I, I, I need you. We need you. 
a simple thing as just checking on someone. What life could be saved? Check on your strong friends. Love on somebody. Let the person next to you know that you love them and that you need them and you'll always be there for them. I'm sorry I let you down, Elja. I miss you, baby bro. I love you. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep Your head to the sky Be optimistic that's it this week guys thank you all for rocking me once again another great week another great show man thank y'all for rocking me all this time thank you so much the music choice this week was most deaf love go ahead and get that some more streams man appreciate y'all remember if you like this show like it and of course of course share and of course of course subscribe now it's time for our final word for by grace given me I say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith of God has disturbed to each of you for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function so in Christ we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us if your gift is prophesying then prophesy in accordance with your faith if it is serving then serve if it is teaching then teach if it is to encourage then give encouragement if it is giving then give generously if it is to lead do it diligently if it is to show mercy do it cheerfully romans 12 3 through 8 remember spread love share love embrace love for god is love until next time peace